0: Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. Good evening, Morris.
1: Liam, how are you today?
0: Not bad. How about yourself, pal? Uh,
1: I was doing pretty good until uh, I think yesterday afternoon. I I started doing my uh, typical survey of the markets, and uh, I came across a couple things that have taken my anxiety level to 11 And uh, so I I thought um, maybe we could talk about that a little bit and see where we end up. Let's go. So, um, you know, uh, throughout my career, I've put a lot of faith on just instinctive things, uh, you know, seemingly unrelated stuff that somehow my mind would uh, put together and uh, push me in a certain direction. And, you know, uh, for a long time, uh, I just used to think that was luck or something like that. And and I, I've kind of gotten a little bit convinced, uh, at least partially, that that could just be, you know, the subconscious assimilating lots of different pieces of information and then presenting them in a way which is more instinctive rather than logically thought out, so, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work through my logic here, but, um, you know, I keep feeling like, after I tell it to you, I'll sound like the guy that burnt his breakfast toast and saw the <laughs> picture of Jesus Christ, and yeah, <laughs> there's a yeah. line of people outside mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the door who want to see it, so, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, here goes, so, um, this is a quote that I read, and uh, I'll just Try and read it succinctly. We will put in more large-cap stocks in the portfolio, which we see as cash, when risk-off hits the market. We sell cash stocks. The question was, how do you manage downside risk? We will put in more large-cap stocks in the portfolio, which we can see as cash, when risk-off hits the market we sell cash Cash. stocks. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you go back to some of our earlier podcasts, I think one of them was called, uh, first of all, you need a foundation. Yep. And I'm sure I beat a dead horse about having liquidity, right? Making Mm -hmm. sure you could rough, go through rough storms. Um, So, when somebody who's a, a risk manager says that they're treating large cap stocks as cash, that throws up a red flag to me. You, okay. you with me so far?: Oh yeah. OK. So um, that risk manager, that portfolio manager is Kathy Wood, who has gone from managing, I don't know, 10 billion to 50 billion over the course of a year. Um, so that's given me some anxiety because, uh, as I've said he, to you and to, you know, our friend Kevin on his show, uh, when the numbers get big, it's a very different ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't pick up the phone and, or you yep. pick up your device and say, you know, sell 18 billion a Tesla. You just, mm-hmm. you can't do that, you know? Um, so... I guess uh, the question is, well, okay, so there's that. So what what other sorts of things did I see that have given me anxiety? And this is where it gets a little bit like the burnt toast comment. Mm-hmm. So you've seen a picture of the ship that has blocked the Suez Canal.
0: Morris, I would watch a live stream of that project and that boat 12 hours a day if it was available.
1: Okay. So what do you have here? You have something that's way too big, trying to get through something that's way too small, and it's kludged up the system. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we we can talk, and I'm happy to talk about the economic effects of, the Suez Canal being blocked but it's this image that I have now of you have all of these risk-on positions and when they go to get out or reduce risk if they do uh, which I, I think this is going to happen that's it's going to be the Suez Canal thing and um uh this is not an effort on my part to uh predict any market timing
0: mm-hmm. right
1: i mean that's not what we do here right we're talking about kind of investment philosophy and but uh i i I really want to go on record uh saying that i'm i'm now completely convinced we are in a mania period in not just investments, but in in the society that we're in. And um, I, I'm not calling for revolution or anything like that. But um, there's just too much whistling by the graveyard that people are doing. And it's time for me to stand up and raise my hand. And I forgive my language, but I, I got to cry bullshit on this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, a couple of things. Uh, and I got to be careful because I I don't want to turn into a raving lunatic that I I have the tendency to be, but there's uh, a couple of guys, um, and I'm going to mention them by name because I don't know them and they're in the public domain, Mm -hmm. okay? So there's that guy, uh, I think his first name is Anthony Scaramucci, From... uh,
0: Skybridge Capital?
1: Yes, okay. So, um, I belong to a a city club in New York, and I won't mention the name, and I was sitting there having a cup of coffee one afternoon, waiting to meet one of my friends for dinner uh, at a New York restaurant, and there's some guy talking behind me, and it just is this... Whiny person talking on the phone, and you know, it's like you're. It's a club, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's complaining about you know what time slot they got him on the TV and the dressing room and all this stuff, and it turns out it's this guy, the mooch, and so he's now a Bitcoin expert, okay. And he's calling for Bitcoin to go to a hundred thousand. I've heard him. I, 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 okay, fine. I, yeah, great. So uh, um, it gets it gets better or worse. So um, uh, we're in Arizona, as you know. And by the way, I, I just like. This is it's awesome here. You're never coming back, <laughs> <laughs> kicking and screaming, or or toes up. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Or or maybe yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. Great. By the way, I'm getting to be a little bit better at mountain biking. Yeah. I I no, I mean it. I yeah, I, I believe feel, you. I I feel like I'm. You know how like, in a snowboard, like you like the anxiety is the fall line. Of course. Okay. Well, what I'm discovering is the mountain bike, it's sort of similar how the bike wants you to tell it where to go. It wants to do what you want to. You you just need to understand, you need to tell it what to do. And you start by not looking at a cactus, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. you look at it, right? Okay. Yep. Um. But, but I digress. Okay. So anyway, we're in Arizona and... Uh, my daughter's in-laws live like the canyon across from us. And so there's like a little restaurant halfway, so Cheryl and I walk over there. And and the true story, true story, we're walking there, and she, like me, has become a big fan of Scott Galloway. And so um, my wife is... Uh, very attuned to the financial markets and this and that, but not an everyday person like I am. So she said she was listening to Scott Galloway and she had this strange guy on. And uh, uh, I said, oh, who's that? And she says, it's this guy, and Kevin Muir is going to wet his pants when I say this. Um, The guy's name is Raul Paul. Okay. Are you familiar with this guy?
0: From Real Vision?
1: Yes. So, so okay, so, you know, I, I'm learning to play the game a little bit. So I said, uh, she, she said, have you heard of the guy? I said, yeah. And she goes, well, what do you think? And I go, hey, no, nah, you, you go first. And she says, mm-hmm. well, she says, the guy sounded like he was stoned. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, so you got the mooch calling for a hundred thousand, right? This guy, Raul Paul, Mm -hmm. apparently I have been a guest on his real vision. Mm -hmm. He says the thing's going to a million. Okay, a a million.
0: A million, yeah.
1: Pick a number. (laughs) Who? Who says that?
0: You put a time, Did he put a time frame on that? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: It's like, or, or it's like the the end of the old joke. It's like the guy hangs up the phone call, and the operator calls back and says, "Yeah, please deposit forty six thousand dollars for that yeah. four minute phone call." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe. Yeah. Um, so uh, you got people calling for a million on the Bitcoin. Okay, yeah. you got Kathy Wood calling for anywhere from three to 6,000 on Tesla. I know. Okay. Um, Look, you can go through periods of time in history, and uh, you look and you say, God, how didn't they know? How did they miss it? And uh, why I think something's going to happen sooner rather than later, okay, is you look at the Bitcoin and uh, you have some interesting things which if you took an economic psychologist and asked them, show me some examples of manias, what sort of elements do they create? And I think the first thing would be, easy money, okay? Another would be some new kind of technology, some sort of examples of people who've done it and who've gotten rich, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, you get a, uh, the crowd worked up, and I, I think we definitely have that going on. So, so why do I think this, this could be the problem? So, uh, you know that my real talent isn't in predicting which way things are going to go. It's understanding the plumbing of the financial markets, mm-hmm. right? You know, whether I understand how futures work or stocks work or options, that, that's kind of my expertise. But, you know, uh, since I... Think I can do that. I think I can do other things. Although I I thought I could be in the hotel business, and I've disproved that. I thought I could be in the restaurant business. I've disproved that. Um, I'm trying to think. Are you
0: an economist? Are you an economist?
1: You want to know something funny? And I can find this, and I know that you've learned to take my face value. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Every day when Bloomberg fires up, there's a quote, and Somehow, somebody took a quote of mine, and that was the quote of the day. And I was, it was, the quote was MB Sachs, US economist. Nice. Yeah. 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 And a a true story. I mean, so, so at some point, someone thought I, okay. Anyway, um, we're going back to the why am I worried? Why are things kludged up? So uh, apparently, uh, there's been some massive arb positions put on using the uh, the involved in the Bitcoin, and in in the arb's, there these guys are being allowed big leverage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and you know how I know this is true is because um, I'm now seeing a couple of things. One is. Uh, people are willing to pay very high interest rates to borrow money from people to put into these convergence arbitrages. And then uh, there's some other things where people are writing insurance. I haven't followed this up. I didn't finish the article yet, but people are trying to ensure uh, the security of Bitcoin. Um, So you have leverage in the system and the 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 cryptocurrency stuff is thought to be in the neighborhood of 1 to 1.5 trillion dollars so it's it's real money mm-hmm. right okay the the good news is that real money's not in not the banking system uh because if this thing goes to hell in a handbasket it's going to take a lot of people down but it ain't taken down JP Morgan, or Goldman Sachs, or Morgan Stanley, or Bank of America, or Wells Fargo, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have a ton of people long the Bitcoin. Then you have all of these businesses that are supporting it. So let's take a look. I think it's Coinbase. Is that that exchange? It is, That's getting ready to go public, or it's gone public for some... Getting ready, I believe, yes. Okay. So this is... This is something that's important to understand, and i'm pretty sure people don't get this okay so if for instance, my one dollar my one dollar is oh, yeah. a coinbase okay it's not a dollar now it's ten right mm-hmm. or whatever I have I stopped looking I got bored with that um but if something happens to coinbase okay if they go out. I'm out Uh and they purport to have insurance that your, your, your Bitcoin is insured and it is, but it isn't. Okay. So they have insurance of 150 to $200 million. That's my understanding. So if the thing goes tapioca, the deposits with them are insured to $200 million, but they have billions of dollars on deposit there. Right. And people think that their money is safe there and it's, it's, it's not. And you know, one of these things, and, and this is a rant and I apologize for it. Um, but you know, I just got pushed too far in this thing and I gotta, I gotta let's, let my spleen go a little yeah, bit, Yeah. but um, uh, you've got companies that claim to be custody, meaning, you know, we'll safe keep your asset for you. Okay. Well, so let's think of this. This is the year 2021, right? And this guy, Satoshi Nakamura, mm-hmm. okay, he... Uh, Invented the the Bitcoin thing, and um, that was let's say two thousand and eight. Okay. Okay. Well, let's pick, yeah. Pick a date. Pick a, pick a okay. year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Two thousand and eight. You think in thirteen years, maybe someone's figured out some more fistic- sophisticated computer stuff. So. Uh, I was reading a research report by this gal, Lynn Alden, Uh that I I think highly of, and I just scanned it uh, because I didn't have time to focus on it. But she and their claims that uh, this guy, Satoshi Nakamura, solved this thing that I've described to you for a number of years, the Byzantine generals problem. And... You remember this one that I talked mm-hmm. about? Okay. Mm-hmm. So so for the people, should I go through that? Yeah. Did, yeah, you okay. can do it quick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the Byzantine generals problem is a thought problem, and they need it for computer technology, and it goes something like this. So you've got a city on top of a hill, and um, it's being defended, and there's an Two enemy armies on either side of the hill. Now, uh, so the city is call it Army A, and the two enemies on either side call it Army B. So, it, the the deal works like this: if Army B, both armies, simultaneously ex- attack at the same time, they can defeat Army A. But if they don't attack, at the same time, they're going to get destroyed. So that's sort of the situation. Now, here's the problem the general of one of the B armies sends a note to the general of the other B army and says, Let's attack at noon. Okay, so that note goes over, and the general, the second general, gets it attack at noon. But the first general doesn't know if the second general got the message or not, right? So if he just sends a message and doesn't know, and he attacks at noon, and the other guy doesn't doesn't know, he's going to get destroyed, right? So, okay. So the first note goes over, attack at noon, and the second general gets the note and says, message received, we'll attack at noon. So he sends it back to the first general. Okay. So it's all good, except the second general now doesn't know whether the first general got the message, right? Are you with me? Okay. So it sounds a little bit silly, but the point is this. In a situation where you can have no uncertainty whatsoever, okay, you can never get to the point where each general knows with a hundred percent certainty because you can send notes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth but ultimately you're never going to get to a hundred percent right yeah there's no finality right so lynn alden claims that the satoshi guy solved the byzantine generals problem now i told you i'm no good at math so maybe he did but i don't I don't think they solved that one. That's a little bit like that traveling salesman problem we talked uh-huh. about. That I don't think they solved that one either. Long story short, uh, as I said to you, I can't look myself in the mirror and have my X amount of dollars sitting at, at Coinbase when there's some kid uh, in North Korea uh-huh. whacking away on his Xbox trying to bust <laughs> in. Yeah. Right, no, I know Cause, yeah. cause he's only gotta be right once. Coin Coinbase has got to be right a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. um so let's how does this all come together? Well, it's once the system gets klouged, that's a term, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah.
0: On the East Coast.
1: Okay. So it gets stuck up. It gets yes. or, or whatever the it gets Suez canaled. Mm-hmm. And um I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see when you type Suez Canal. What Urban Dictionary is gonna
0: where they're gonna go with that? Can yeah. you imagine? Give it. Give it a week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give it a
1: week. I'd look now, but I'm afraid to touch the keyboard.
0: No, no not now. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um. So anyway, uh, am I the old man yelling "Keep off the grass"? Absolutely. Is everything I said completely bogus? not a chance um i just think that uh i we're, we're 24 minutes and 30 seconds into this and i just i just needed to blow off some steam
0: i understand um let me let me ask you this cuz you you've you introduced him to me and you use him as a reference howard marks oh yeah he he's his been, son, uh, his son got him he did you
1: saw that right
0: I knew it. As soon as I read it, I knew it. So, you you sent me the note that he wrote. When did mm-hmm. he he wrote that? Recently, recent enough yes. that they were in lockdown, and he had, he yes. mentioned spending more time with his younger son, who had a different view. And he said it's been you know very rewarding. Uh, you know, I don't want to quote him, but he says you know it's been rewarding, and I see things differently now. And I don't know what was that. That was two or three months ago. Yeah, and then boom! This past week, Howard Howard Marks warming up to Bitcoin. Yep,
1: yeah. So, um,
0: which is frightening. So, do you do you second guess? You know, do you say, "All right, well, if is there someone that if they convert, is there a specific person that if they converted X person, you would scratch your head?" Yes. Okay. All right. So there's someone out there.
1: Yeah, but it it's Warren Buffett.
0: Okay. All right.
1: You know, um you know, I was so anxious to get to talk to you mm-hmm. uh because um you know, I as a cyclist, I get on these long rides and my my thoughts tend to wander and stuff like that, but you know, you keep asking me a question and do I have a fear of missing out? Mm-hmm. And so um I look at who People claim best trader of all time, Stanley Druckenmiller. Okay. I'll leave that to historians. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he, with great clarity at some point, described how at the height of the internet bubble, he went in and bought like $3 billion worth of internet stocks. He, he said, I don't remember, but... You know, just kind of, let's say colloquially, he he claims it was within hours of the high. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, what did you learn from that? And he says, absolutely nothing. I knew it was wrong at the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. I, I tell you what, that's one of the great, to me, one of the great things is this sort of someone that can admit and has some delf- self-deprecation about them. So... So why do I bring this up? You get a guy with the experience he does and he can readily admit to knowing what he was doing was a mistake at the time mm-hmm. and that's what's going on. Everyone's getting pushed into this thing. They can't help themselves. It's it's the um it's the crowd, it's the yeah. mob and it's just sucking everybody in. Now Typically, what happens is you get some sort of financial restriction by the Fed, meaning they tighten, okay? And that's usually what triggers the financial problem. Now, we're not going to have that this time. I mean, you know, um, they've uh, opened their kimono, and they ain't closing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what triggers the problem that i'm kind of forecasting i i do think it's one of these events that it just happens and everyone looks around and goes fuck how did i miss that Mm -hmm. and um you know maybe they discover there's fraud at one of these exchanges you know, one of these, quote, exchanges. Exchanges, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe one of the electric vehicle companies, maybe the guys running that, there turns out to be some kind of fraud in there. Uh, uh, you know, maybe inflation spikes up massively and the Fed says they're not going to do anything and there's a rush out of U.S. dollars. That mm-hmm. typically is good for the economy, but I, I, I don't know. And, you know, just to, to throw gasoline on the fire, why is there so much money floating around? It's because of the government. This is, all, this is all government money. And, yes, rates are low. Yes, the interest burden on the United States is no higher now than it was several years ago. But that's today. At some point, that has to come unwound. I, I am not a buyer of the, I think her name is Stephanie Kelton, uh, the the modern monetary policy, or the, the magic money tree, as some people call it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm not, telling you what to do or anything this is just me kind of kind of venting this anxiety that i have and um uh i'm waiting to get pushback from you in ways well, you've of had like,
0: the, you you've had this for a while you've had you yeah yeah oh yeah yeah like yeah. this has been building um <laughs> for for many months now
1: it, it it has but i've i've bit my tongue right
0: right yeah, yeah 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 which no, is I, which uh, is rare Right, right. No, I, I, yeah. But you've, uh, you've expressed this sentiment to me privately. And, and that's been, it seems like yesterday that it was warm weather and we were out on the bike and we had this conversation that it was things were not right. The plumbing was not right. And that was before you got the crypto stuff really, really involved. Yes. Um,
1: yes. (sighs) Ah. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I've missed it. It's, it's, the life to date. This has not been. This has not been great, but you know a broken. So, what
0: t- so, so what tips the scale? What what is what happens? What has to happen? So, you mentioned, and this is the one that I I, I agree with, is that if there's a problem with his, a certain EV, if there's a problem with Tesla, and Tesla goes really bad, Tesla drags down the S and P five hundred, and then everything else gets dragged down. Is that the is that the domino sequence?
1: Uh, it it could be. Okay. So, so for instance, so that's my vision. Okay. So this is kind of interesting. Um, this is from sources believed to be reliable, but cannot be guaranteed. Tesla traded to nine hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about six hundred now. Correct. That's down thirty-three mm-hmm. percent. That is, by any man's definition, a bear market. Okay. Okay. Have you heard anybody say Tesla is in a bear market?
0: Certainly not.
1: Okay. No. Well, there you go. So what happens is, um, it's like how an airplane crashes. It's typically not one thing that goes wrong because there's redundant systems. You get a cascading sequence of failures that combine to be a catastrophic problem. Okay. So let's say you have uh, that fund that has their cash in large caps. Right. Okay. And Tesla, yep. te, by the way, Tesla is now considered a large cap stock. Right? I know. Yeah okay, yeah. okay. So, and, and I think that fund also has cryptocurrency in it mm-hmm. and you know, it's not a leverage fund, but it's hot money. Mm-hmm. Like if people don't want it anymore, they can sell it. And then there's nothing you can do about it. You got to get out. Right. So that's what, it, it's like the nuclear reaction, right? It's a chain that gets out of control. And so that that could be a possibility. Um, you know, I, you're right. We were on the bike, and I probably told you I was concerned about things. But I, I, I'll go back and tell you that in 06, I was on the bike with some other guys, and they were telling me how they were borrowing money from a German bank that they were borrowing 105% of purchase price and the bank could underwrite it by claiming, because the the the, the borrower was able to claim, well, you know, we can show you down in year 567, we're going to have cash flows, which mm-hmm. are going to cover the debt service. And by 08, end of the world, right? Yep. So uh, is today the last day? I, you know, no, I'm, I'm sure this is not the high, uh, typically highs are met with people calling for things to go to a million Mm -hmm. or stocks to go from 600 to 3,500. That's typically the high. (laughs)
0: It's Friday. So, so Friday.
1: (laughs) So, so I, I, I know we didn't want to, we didn't want to hit this, uh, Exactly. Um, somebody had asked about the the Bob Farrell's ten rules of trading, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and um, I, I understand. I, I don't think we want to go through all ten, okay. right? First of all, I don't think anyone who hasn't managed a position is really entitled to have ten rules of trading because <laughs> you that haven't traded,
0: such... right? Right. Okay.
1: Okay. But um, there's the Canadian economist who sees himself as a strategist, he quotes Bob Farrell all the time. So this is a this is a funny story, I think. Funny to me, so you gotta sit through it. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh the middle last year, this Canadian economist who quotes Bob Farrell all the time is barking about how much he likes gold. Okay. So I send him a note and I can't, of course, he's too important to talk to me. So I got to go through the marketing guy. And I said, uh, hey, do me a favor, ask Mr. King Bowtie shit, what the uh, <laughs> arcane movie reference, um, what he thinks about this. Bob Farrell's rule number X says when all the experts agree, something else is going to happen. Okay. So. Mr. Canadian Economist, you like gold, uh, Stanley Druckenmuller likes gold, uh, Carol Sokoloff likes gold, Jim Grant likes gold, Raul Paul likes gold. I, I go through like a dozen mm-hmm. names. Okay, I said, so you tell me, you got 12 experts who all agree that the price is going to go up. Uh, how does that fit with Bob Farrell's role number X? And the marketing guy says, well, I asked them and he kind of grunted something about the, mm-hmm. the open interest, this or that. So, so basically it's like, I'm going to use these rules when they fit. Of course. And I'm going I'm going to ignore them when they don't. Mm-hmm. So classic. So I came up with a couple of rules of my own keeping in mind, I, I, I have traded and I do have a somewhat of a, a reliable rec, um, uh, reputation. Mm. Okay. So, um, Here's rule number one, okay? Never put yourself in a position where you have to do something, okay? Yep. Always have the choice about what you do. Never get forced into having to do something because it's going to happen and you're not going to like the price. And the other one I have, and this is not going to mean a lot to you, but if you don't know your position— Don't trade. And so for a guy like you that is an investor, that may not mean anything. But typically, as a commercial trader, you're going to have many positions, and they're going to be moving around, both in terms of the price in the market and your position at security. And there's times you can lose track of where you're at. And the bottom line is, at any one time, you're supposed to know exactly what you have. And until you know exactly what you have, stop doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So, those are my those are my rules of trading. And and you know why? Um, I got this thing about if you don't trade, I don't know how you have any rules. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. Um, a couple of times I've had positions on. There's three different times I can think of. One of them things had gone so badly against me. I had literally, I had to roll out of bed to get up in the morning. I was that shaken by what had happened. I couldn't sit up and I'm like, I can't, you got to get going. And I couldn't, right. Mm -hmm. Can can you imagine me saying that? Um, There was another time, and this one's actually kind of laughable. Um, I was trading the intermediate position at at Greenwich, and we had a huge position in the futures contracts. We were long. And it was one of these days where interest rates used to go crazy and move, and we were having like a bad day, really bad day. And there was a minute or two to go before the close, and my uh, clerk on the floor called me up and said, so-and-so, one of the big local traders He's got a huge position, and he can't get out. He needs a bid, and so the guy is wants to sell what I'm already long and getting creamed on, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my heart sinks because I know that my loss is about to get huge. Yep. And I said, "Look, I I got so many of these things. I don't think I want any." And the clerk said, "Just put a number on it," and so I I put a a really low price on this, mm-hmm. and it's a huge block of futures contracts. And the clerk says, "You bought them," and I hear the bell ringing on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting here now. I've got an HP 12C in my hand. Uh-huh. You can see right. I'm. I just got hit on like 500 million, so 5,000 contracts of the five-year no future. And I got to sell something because I'm an arbitrage guy, right? And my hands are shaking so much. I'm so overwhelmed with stress. I can't type in the the 500 times a conversion factor yeah. to figure out how many of something else I got to sell. And I turn to the guy next to me. I'm like, Jackie, how many three-year notes do I got to sell against five hundred yeah, yeah. million? And I, I, I literally—I mean, we've known each other ten years, yeah, right? Yeah. And and so it's it's literally paralysis, mm-hmm. right? And so I ask my friend or my colleague how much, and I stand up and I somehow squeak out <laughs> the number, and I, you know, and 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 of course, down the road everything worked out fine, but. Don't start giving me a list of this and that until rules. until you you know till you looked into right. the gaping maw of death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. T- I've talked way too much today. No, I, I, no. I, I,
0: I, it's yeah. been um so what, do, what is what do I do? What do what do I do to prepare for the pending doom? Nothing. It's it's totally out of my control. There's nothing I can do except Sit tight and ride it out, right? How does this unfold?
1: Ask me one question at a time. Okay. Do you love every one of your positions? Do you love every one of your 13 positions?
0: (laughs) Love them. Okay.
1: Do you have ample liquidity so that if they don't go your way? Yes, not an issue. That you're you know, you can park them away for the long time? Absolutely. Great. So you get to you get to sit here. And, watch. and you get to lick your chops, okay. and you get to be the guy when they said he needs a price,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they hit you on it. You're not shaken because you're not over your skis.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Yeah, that's how I feel.
1: Yeah. They. they you know, it's everybody knows what trades to do. Okay. It's living with the decision, and there's managing the position, okay? Nobody dislikes stocks in the world more than me, okay? Yet, I'm the first one to admit, every study you do shows that over long periods of time, they go up seven to 9%, okay, given. And I'm looking for a shot, like I've said to you, I've been waiting for my shot, right? And then the sell-off, You know, I was, uh, you know, huh. I, fu- I fucked it up, mm-hmm. but, uh-huh. um, but you know, you're 39, I'm 60, mm-hmm. right? You got 20 years to 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 let the thing mature and get the distributions, and, uh, you know, and so your second question, which you asked before I could answer the mm-hmm. first one, was how does it play out? Well, here's why. I'm so comfortable doing nothing, okay? You've got all the stimmies, right? That, that, they shot their load on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know we got $3 trillion of infrastructure coming, right? So the market sees that, right? The, the stock market discounts the future, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, what you haven't priced in is, and I, I did prepare for this one a little bit, um, there's going to be an increase in the capital gains tax. There's going to be increase in the corporate income tax. The The price of gasoline, as you know, has yeah. gone up. That acts as a tax on consumer spending. They're probably going to have some form of mileage tax to pay for the infrastructure. And then they're going to try and get through, uh, they're certainly going to get a, tax, a change in the estate tax, which doesn't affect, hardly anybody but they're talking about a wealth tax which mm-hmm. on the margins can affect things so you have all of the pain ahead of you that's number one number two um i mentioned we had lunch uh with uh my daughter's in-laws they're canadian <clears throat> apparently the the, the the stuff up there the the pox up there it's gone vertical
0: mm-hmm.
1: like mm-hmm. They got a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. Germany's talking about another lockdown. France has made a mess of the thing. Um, and by the way, I, I threw this out at lunch. Now, um, Cheryl and I have each had one one shot, right? We get our second one uh, in about 10 days. I'll bet you only 70% of the people in the United States get the vaccine injection. I think and, you're and, high. Well, okay. I was gonna say um, I bet my life it ain't over eighty, but if you're willing no. to give me seventy, that's great. Okay. Oh yeah. So this thing, this thing ain't going away. And so, take it a step further. So once Cheryl and I get the the jab thing, and after two weeks they say you have antibodies and you're fine, there's a chance. There's a decent chance when I'm out and about, I might still wear a mask. Yeah. And, and so
0: I'm with you 100%. And, and
1: all of the, and, and, and I understand this is a rant and I apologize for it, but every research report I read is from a guy making 250 to $500,000 sitting either at home or in a nice office. He's got health care benefits. He's got a roof over his head. He has food security. Okay. Let's let's just let's just think of this. It wasn't 6 months ago that there were people with guns in the Capitol building of the United States of America. Okay. When was the last time that happened? The British in 18 something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't excuse my language again, mm-hmm. don't fucking tell me <laughs> shit's going back to normal <laughs> I just don't I just don't see it are are people gonna go out to restaurants? yes are uh people gonna take vacations? Kinda agreed okay uh, you know it's the it's the it's the suez canal thing it's yeah. it's this is one of my favorite lines, which is, and I, I'm thinking of having this put on my headstone. Just put that in my file for my when when right it's on
0: it's on it's on record now. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. Um, efficiencies create dependencies, right? People get very accustomed mm-hmm. to just in time order management. And what happens? You know, something gets screwed up with the supply chain. And there's a problem, yep. and that's where we're at. So, anyway, I, I think I've, I think I've, I've gotten you feel it better.
0: Enough. You feel better? Because I understand I feel, what you mean. I feel
1: a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel a little better. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. Episode number ten: The Empire Strikes Back.
0: Thank you, my friend. Um, EVs can wait. We'll talk about them. Although we touched on them this week. Um, yeah,
1: but we we can do a whole. Uh, we got plenty of time ahead good. of us. So. Good. All right. Well, you be well and um, come back next week for our Easter show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for more positive messages and optimism. <laughs>
1: oh, I love you, buddy. That's All right, great. buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day. Take care. All right. Bye.